You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey folks, this is Jason Lewis, the producer of the From the Shadows podcast. I just want to remind you about our website, fromtheshadowspodcast.com. We have a Facebook page. We would appreciate it if you like and follow. Also, join our discussion group on Facebook called After the Shadows. We have a Twitter feed. Please follow us on Twitter. It can be found at podcast underscore from. Follow us on Instagram at From the Shadows Podcast. We have a YouTube channel. Go to the search bar of YouTube and put From the Shadows Podcast and please subscribe to that channel. We are also on the Odyssey Radio Network and we can be found there at odyssey1.com. We're still on the traditional podcatchers that everybody loves to listen to us on. We get a lot of feedback, so please rate the podcast and communicate with uh, whether you're on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or Google Podcasts. We're there, and we appreciate it when you leave comments for us. We also have a Patreon page. It can be found at www.patreon.com forward slash from the shadows. You can receive books, stickers, coffee mugs, and special content just for our Patreon subscribers. Check it out for yourself and see what packages that we have to offer. Well, that's all I have for you right now, folks. And thanks for being a part of the From the Shadows podcast family. So with that being said... Let's get this episode started. So, Howard, um, we're recording this on uh, Father's Day. Yeah, we how are. Was, how was your uh, How was your Father's Day? Well, I feel like I worked like a dog all Father's Day. That's what I did. It, uh, I was it, I was led to believe it was going to be whatever I wanted, and apparently, I wanted to work on the house and do a bunch of this other stuff. Because that's what I did all day. And the heat is 97 degrees and a heat warning and all, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I saw a great, I saw a great meme on Facebook. It was uh, John, John Amos, the dad from, uh, what was that, uh, Good Times? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was him and it said, on Mother's Day, every restaurant is uh, standing room only on Father's Day. They want me out working the grill. Yeah, that's right. That was, uh, that's you know, that's so exactly guess right. I work. I worked the grill tonight. Everybody came over to celebrate. Did they? 
yeah, after after a long day of horse show, and uh, my uh, stepdaughter had a horse show today. So that you talk about ninety seven degree heat warning. Holy moly! Oh yeah, it was hot. Horse people, boy, don't tell that on the podcast. They'll think you got money. Horse like, people yeah. got money, right? That's what I was growing up led to believe. Well, the truth is, is if you have horses, you don't have money because you spend it all on the horses. That's what that, could, that could be, yeah, that could be. Uh, you know, it's funny. I was going through some photos, old photographs, and um, I got some old horse photographs. I ought to post them. I wish I need to. Uh, you guys need to help me with all that stuff. Cult, cultivate your uh, your memories onto onto well, ours. No, so. it's not that. I mean, I would have an Ozark Howler um, page and stuff, but I don't. I don't know how to do that. So I'm gonna have to send them to you, and you're gonna have to set me one up or something. I, listen, I think I think there's enough fans out there we can do an Ozark that was, That's what I was wondering. Do you think we could get a – yeah. I think maybe subconscious that's why I don't do it is because I don't want to be rejected, right? So <laughs> You don't want to be rejected. Mm-hmm. How, how about this? How about this? How about if one of the – because one of the loyal listeners last week asked where the Jason Lewis super producer fan page was. So I'm just waiting on one of your fans to set up the Ozark Howler Man, the problem is most of my fans just listen to AM radio, so they're not going to be able to. Uh, two things happen: they're either in, down here in the hills where there's no internet, or they're worried the government's going to spy on them if they get all that turned on. So <laughs> maybe that's why they're not asking you. You know. <laughs> well, well, um, in honor of Father's Day, do you suppose we should suppose we should tell tell a couple good fathers stories from our you know, past. I'm telling you what, talking about a father, fathers, telling dad stories to me is like working on an old Chevy truck. It's hard. It's easy to know where to start. It's hard to know where to stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I could tell a few, and you all wouldn't know what, how could you, uh, between fact or fiction, or, or you know what I mean? So I want you to start. That way. You want me to start? Okay. I want you to start, right. because I don't know. You know, that's a. All right. All right. I'll tell I'll tell a legendary story. That the judge, okay, so the judge famously called my dad. My dad's name was David Grove. So he called my dad Diamond Dave Grove. <clears throat> and he did because my dad was a hard dude. Okay. okay. Like hard. Like, okay. you know, he grew up like a diamond. Like a diamond. Hard like a diamond. That's why they call him Diamond Dave. You know, he was he was what they uh he was I guess what they called a hood, a greaser back in the day. You know, rode motorcycles, drank beer, liked to fight, you know, was always getting in trouble. Not too much trouble, but, you know, always got trouble. So, so in other words, when I came along, um, I don't think I was necessarily planned or appreciated like I feel like I should should have been. But, you know, I, I think I kind of grew up and the old man kind of resented that he had to kind of grow up, too, as I was growing up, so... So needless to say, I think a lot of guys that grew up in the 70s, like I did, had dads that, you know, were, you know, grew up in the 50s and 60s. And it was, you know, a little bit tougher hey, back then. Let's put it in perspective. Yeah. How old was you, your dad when you were born? 24, I believe. Okay. I believe he was 24. Okay. Yeah. I think he was 24. So, you know, man, that's young. You know, I mean, heck, when my oldest daughter was born, I was 18. Okay, I know. I mean, I was a lot, I was six years younger than him, and I know how hard it was. And he was already, you know, had been in the service and out, and 
you know, beat up who knows how many guys. But anyways, my dad, my dad was a tough dude. Didn't take any, you know, no, there was no love lost between me and him. So, um, I think I was in eighth, eighth grade. So I don't even know what I was, 14, 13, 14. And I had a, uh, I lived way out in the sticks. I think we've already established that, how both of us lived out in the sticks. Right. And, um, so I had a buddy and I'm just going to say Rodney Ruth. Anybody from my area listening, they know Rodney Ruth. So Rodney Ruth was was the dude, you know, he, his family was a good family. And, uh, you know, as most good, he had a four-wheeler. You know, they were a farming family and he had a four-wheeler. And I never, I never had any of that stuff. I didn't grow up around any of that stuff, so I didn't know anything. So Rodney was one of the friends that lived out there near me on the sticks. And so it's a spring it was a Sunday. I remember it was a Sunday, spring. We were still in school, so it had to be, you know, May or something. And uh, old Rodney Ruth and I are on this four-wheeler. And uh, we come around the stone stone road that I lived on. And, you know, Rodney is messing around a little bit. And I, I don't know any better. And he's he starts messing around like he's going to go in the ditch. Okay? And he's, he was going pretty fast. And I read riding double on this thing, riding double. He's, he's driving. I'm behind him. He starts heading for the ditch. I reach up with my right hand and grab the right handle to kind of thinking I'm going to keep us from going in the ditch. What that did is set in motion that I, clockwise skid. No. What it did was it jerked the back end of that four-wheeler and shot me down the road. I kid you not, probably from telephone pole to telephone pole. Okay. Did it tip over or just spin around? It shot me off the back. And what it did was, and I remember this as I spun and I try I traveled from telp upside down looking back okay I flipped over I'm going head to the pavement and I can see Rodney Ruth go straight up in the air and the four-wheeler goes straight up in the air and both of them come down on the pavement and I roll just enough I land on my right shoulder and skid down the road now, it didn't dawn on me then how close I was. You know, I mean, two inches, or maybe not. I break, I snap my neck, I'm dead. I'm not talking to, to you on a podcast right now. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I hit, I, you know, I'm kind, probably kind of stunned. I just jump up and start walking back. You know, I, I don't even notice how bad I'm hurt or anything. Now, mind you, we're down on the end of the road that I live on. So we're probably three quarters of a mile from my house. But there's, but there's no, there's one house between, you know, where we're at. And it's, it's, you know, it's a half mile down the road. So there's a house back on the corner. So I get, I, I walk back. Rodney had gone straight up in the air, straight down in the pavement, you know, skinned his knee and he's crying i mean he's upset he's crying i you know 
try and to how calm old are you down. guys? God, we gotta be 13, 14, eighth okay. grade. The four wheeler is is broke. I think the handlebar snapped off because it went up, and and I didn't know. I wouldn't have known how to drive it anyways, even if it did. So I got to scoop up my buddy Rodney Ruth and carry him probably two hundred yards as he's crying back to the guy's house who lives at the corner. So I, I you know, get that get to the house and set Rodney down and you know old Jack Tuman and he lived there at the corner. I knock on the door and I said, man, we just we just wrecked. Can I can I call my folks? And he goes, sure, sure. So I call my mom. I'm kidding. Now, mind you, she's barely just, I can almost see our house. Except that we had a little woods. And I call her and she goes, you know, I tell her what happened. And she goes, well, let me, uh, let me see what your dad says. Like, what? Okay. Like she wasn't jumping up to come get you. She wasn't jumping up. I mean, I just said we wrecked the four wheeler. Rodney's hysterical. I had to carry him back to the neighbor. She goes to my dad. My dad tells her, tell him to get back on the four-wheeler and just ride her on home. <laughs> okay. So I'm like, so finally, I'm like, listen, mom, we're really hurt. Rodney's really hurt. The four-wheeler's not going anywhere. So she goes, okay. So she, she goes, I'll be down to get you. So she comes, gets us. Rodney's still in the back crying. We we drive over to his house. He goes in. I don't even remember if we talked to his mom and dad or, or whatever, but we took him, you know, took him into the house. And we go back home. My mom doesn't didn't say anything. Doesn't say anything. Whole ride home. It's probably three miles, you know, three or four miles. So we get home. I go inside. And that's when I like kind of look and like my, my shirt was almost ripped off of me and my, on my right shoulder was just bleeding, you know, tore up. Cause I, you know, that's where I hit and skidded. And my mom comes in the house and she goes, your dad wants you to go out. My dad was out pruning trees or something. He goes, my dad, your dad wants you to see see out by the trees. Go out and see him. I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, how can this get any worse? So I go out there. My dad goes, turn around. And this is all he says. Turn around. Lifts my shirt up a little bit. He goes, go get the alcohol and meet me on the front porch. And I'm like, uh, rubbing okay. alcohol. It ain't rubbing alcohol. It's the alcohol that you pour poured in cuts that burned and 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 like Isn't that rubbing alcohol. I don't think it's rubbing alcohol. I mean, maybe I, you know, it's hydrogen like hydrogen peroxide alcohol. You know, that's not rubbing alcohol. Well, <laughs> hydrogen peroxide is different than rubbing alcohol. When you first keep saying alcohol, obviously in Everclear, you know, like <laughs> you're gonna take a big swig and then dump it on you. No, you no, know? no, it's like. Hydrogen peroxide alcohol stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, he just said get. So I get on the front porch, and he goes, "Take your shirt off." I take my shirt, and he just dumps that right onto this big wound on right. my back. Sure. Okay. 
And I'm not, this ain't my first rodeo. I don't make a peep. It you know better. Oh, I know better. Okay. It had been what like, happens if you make a peep? Well, remember a couple episodes back when Bruce said that, give me my knife back? Yeah. <laughs> ah, okay. That's. I'm going to give you a reason to cry, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm gonna hear so, you. so I'm sitting there, and this stuff is just bubbling because it's just dirt, and it's just bub- bubbling up like the foam of a of a wave hitting the crowd. And he looks at me, and he says, you're lucky there's a breeze. And that's all he said to me, not like, Hey, I'm glad you're okay. Man, tell me what happened. Doesn't even care. You're just lucky there's a breeze. Now get in the house. What? Hey, when did he pass away? He passed away in 1997 on Valentine's Day night. Had went to bed and had a heart attack. He was 49 years old. Diamond Day. Are you kidding me? Nope. 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 But get to, so get this so I go to so I go to school the next day. They put like a little my mom puts a gauze pad, okay, on my shoulder. Sends me to school. Rod, Rodney doesn't go to school. His sister gets on the bus. Said, "Man, he's he, okay." Now keep in mind, yeah, he they took him to the emergency room. He got treated. He's home for the week. He's he's off of school because he's so hurt. Remember, all he did is just go up in the air and come back down. I skidded down the road. So I, I get in, we get into school, you know, my buddies are hearing about what happened. And and uh, the ironic thing is, is that uh, uh, my one buddy, Matt Johnson, whose dad was my doctor. Okay. His dad was the, you know, the, the well-known doctor in town and my doctor. And he... He goes and tells our head principal, who, you know, Mr. John Short, who I say his name in all reverence and, and, and respect, God rest his soul, is, you know, he, he was another. Too? He's dead, man. He was a hard, hard man, dude. I don't even know if I should be talking to you, dude. Yeah. I'm seeing a pattern here. Are you a Clinton? Well, uh, well John Short, no. <laughs> John, <laughs> John Short lived, believe me. Oh, he's sure. an old guy. <laughs> he was an old guy, yeah. Okay. But he was the head teacher, principal, and and uh, um, so Matt Johnson goes, "Hey, go slap Grove on the on the shoulder. Ask him how his day's going." So he walks in, the, he smacks me on the shoulder, and his hand sticks through the gauze because my wound is seeping through this gauze through the shirt, and right. he's like, "What? What's going on?" And I tell him. So he calls my mom to school. Now he had been my mom's principal when she was in school. Okay. okay? So he's been around. So he, so yeah. So he said to my mom, he goes, you take him to the doctor right now or I'm taking him. This is, that's ridiculous. Here I had those wounds. I had second degree burns yeah, well, on my shoulder. And back. Glad there's a breeze. Yeah. Glad there's a breeze. <laughs> Diamond Dave didn't even flinch. He just, you know, give me the alcohol. But that's how, that's, that's, that's the way my dad was. Happy Father's Day, man. <laughs> you know, and today, I mean, for crying out loud, he's been thrown in jail. You know? So, you know, when I think of Father's Day, that's kind of what I think. And then, you know, my, I got a couple girls that, you know, my couple of my daughters mad at me for, 
telling them their boyfriends can't spend the night. They don't know nothing. They don't know anything about being hard. You know, <laughs> they think I'm the worst, worst person in the world. Because I uh, yeah. They don't yeah. know nothing. They don't know nothing. That's right. That's right. I, you know what? I, I, I'd have to think I, because mine, my, my, my stories, and I'm not just doing this because my old man's still alive, but I, the, I don't even remember. Maybe I know. I, I only remember one time for sure that he ever hit me. And I'm trying to remember a second time, but there's got to be something. Now, my mom smacked the shit out of us, but <laughs> what? I love spatulas lucky. with belts, with whatever she had in her hand. You know what I mean? Wood, I mean, wood, my wood mom spoon. would. Wood huh? Wooden spoon, you know? Yeah, just I, whatever. Yeah. yeah, I'm spatula. I'm wooden spoon. Hell, yeah, that's nothing. That's a blunt object. Wait till they come after you with the freaking spatula, the old school metal ones. You know what I mean? Like, like, uh, <laughs> You know, Florence on uh, uh, the Jeffersons coming after you with a, with a <laughs> greasy ass spatula. You know, <laughs> hot just to have a skillet. That's the only time I remember my old man coming after. Says I want to tell the story. They was getting the water line dug to the barn. You know, we had water up the house, but we didn't have it down to the barn, so they had this big trenching apparatus. And this is back in the late seventies, early eighties. So. Nowadays, everybody and their brother's got a bobcat with a backhoe or trap. You remember, you know, but back then they didn't have those things, right? So it was a real. You know what the trenching apparatus was when we had to dig a water? I was going to say a spade, but I didn't want somebody to take that the wrong way. Me and a a shovel. (laughs) Yeah, I was just thinking of a a spade, as a matter of fact. Yeah, you know, a a sharpshooter, they'd call it. So anyway, they had this big trench dug and they had this brand new water line in there. And for some reason, me and my brother had a hacksaw. And they took they took a break for lunch or drink beer or something. And I was down there with my brother in a hacksaw. And one of the two of us cut into this brand spanking new line. Oh, boy. So... There was just an absolute, my old man flew into an absolute blinding rage, right? And picked up a buggy whip. Now, I don't know if you got any Amish <laughs> listening to this podcast. But, Probably not. But yeah, I know what a buggy whip <laughs> Maybe there's some liberal Amish or Mennonites out there. But an honest to God, black, you know, the first six foot's like a fiberglass rod. Oh, yeah. uh, covered in leather, and you know, I mean, you know what a buggy whip is. I know what a buggy whip is. And yeah. he came after me and my brother with this buggy whip, and we took off running. And I remember he he was saying something about don't run or something like that. And we had, and I've talked about it. We had the best fence on the property was this fancy four board fence around the the the, the yard. You know what I mean? And yeah, my yeah. brother was half of my size i was a fat kid so he got through the fence and i got hung up in the fence <laughs> and my man took a buggy whip <laughs> to, <laughs> to me but that's the only time and he might only hit me once or twice before i got through you know what i mean and uh, but he lived his life to this day i'm telling you to this day he lives his life showing us how hard he is 
by. So he broke his leg riding this bronc. I don't remember what kind of a what kind of a I don't even know any famous cowboys that anybody would know. But but I, 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 he just Timer. Timer. How about Timer? My old man could carry time back in the day. My old man could carry Ty Murray in his saddlebag. <laughs> my old man would go down to a place like, you know, I, I don't even know if I should even say this because it's going to make people mad. My old man would go down and buy 15, 20 head of horses on a, a Tuesday or Thursday night sale, and he'd bring them all back home and try to sort out which ones. Were, I mean, he was like a horse flipper. You know what I mean? Not a car flipper. Okay. He was like a horse flipper. Okay. So, so you just had this whole remuda of bucking horses all the time. I mean, he loved mules and jacks and jennies, but horses really kept the place afloat. So you just always had crazy amounts. So anyway, he ended up with a broke leg, and he was his his day job was he drove a a hillbilly bread truck. Now they're owned by I think uh, Holse, uh, Wonder Bread bought them out, but at that time there was a local bread company called Hillbilly Bread. And uh, he ran a route. Huh? I'd like to get a T-shirt. Hillbilly, Hillbilly bread. Maybe we should, yeah, maybe we should. It, it's, it's, yeah. So, and he had this broke leg, and I don't remember. So he had it in the cast from, like, the hip to the ankle. An old, I mean, a real cast. Remember how they used to do it? Not these oh, air yeah. boots and all this other stuff. I mean, a real cast. And he jacked around for a couple, two or three weeks with his cast on. And he still ran the route. I mean, imagine your freaking route driver getting out with oh, a God. cast on his leg in a, in, a, in a rack of cakes or whatever. And he got fed up one night. And he came home and said he's took upset. That same hacks, took that same hacksaw. No, he got a pair of tin snips. I remember he asked me and my brother <laughs> to get him a pair of tin snips. Oh, man. And, got this pair of tin snips and worked on that thing. And when I say tin snips, it was like, cause you know, it's, it's plaster and, 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 and oh, stuff. Yeah. And it was like, it was like, is that mesh? Like yes. It, mesh and tin snips are, it, tin snips are not the tool to use to cut an old fashioned plaster cast off. It was like, he probably felt like, uh, What's his name in Shawshank trying to get out? You know what I mean? He's just yeah. hacking a little nibbling it with this thing, and he'd get gummed up, and he'd have to back it up and 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 take a drink of whiskey and take a couple more bites with that hacksaw or that not with that tin snips and and <laughs> he finally got this thing hacked off his leg and and he, just to show us how badass he was, and then he complained about. It. I mean, not really complained about, it, but then he just so we knew just how 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 tough he was. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But that dovetails in. The neighbor's dad always said, "If you ain't gonna be smart, you gotta be tough." So, <laughs> Amen. those traits go hand in hand. You know, I, I could I could I I could think of a half a dozen things that he just did. Usually, when he was hurt, the last thing a year or two ago, two years ago. He got a new knee in, knee replaced. And then they turned around his other knee, and I don't remember what the deal is, but they've got this machine that he's got to do like 10 degrees a week or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? 
yeah. of movement. You know what I'm yeah. talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he decided he was going to show his Pakistani doctor at the VA how tough he is, and he got his cane, and he started because the machine's only set to do like 10. So he got to where he could do like 30 or 35 degrees in two weeks for his two-week checkup. And then he went in there and he showed him, and the guy says, oh, you've tore it all back up. We're going to have to do it, redo it. Oh, and he got infected. And then COVID <laughs> happened. Hey, and then COVID happened. And he's walking around. I went out and spent the last weekend with him. And he's walking around with a, uh, with a, I can't say cane. He's got this pine cedar staff. He looks like Moses walking around. Because uh, they can't, now they're supposed to replace it maybe here this, you know, now that COVID, he's got double his double. Uh, COVID shots or whatever, they're going to link him back in. But he's been hobbling around talking about how tough he was for a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to I gotta say here and that is it's probably a good thing that Diamond Dave Grove, you know, went to meet his maker so young because if he was still alive, Lord knows what he'd be doing. He'd probably still be trying to um, get me in a headlock and, and smack me around, you know. Well, I tell you what, I wish I could get him in. Maybe I'll ask him, get him on podcast. He cut a tree limb down. He was cutting a tree and had a broken limb, and it fell and, and landed on his head. This is about four years ago. It landed on his head. Imagine a big tree, you know, about oh. big around as your leg. It hit him square, right, fell right on top of his head. And he laid out there in the woods. I mean, I say woods. He's got eight or ten acres out there. And um, finally he was able to crawl to the truck and get his flip phone. I think he set his flip phone on the tailgate or something so it wouldn't get screwed up because, you know, those Nokia flip phones are so valuable. And uh, <laughs> he won't do a smartphone because he's worried about the government spying on him. And he gets he know that, Does he know that you work for the government? <laughs> yeah, but he's not afraid of me. He knows my capabilities. Um, <laughs> all right. A shortcoming one or the other. So... He got the phone out, and he's able to call my stepmom in the house and my half-brothers and get them to come out and rescue him. So they called 911, and the local fire department shows up, and they put him in a ambulance and take him down to Cincinnati to the hospital, you know. And and he tells the story 50 times better than me because he's telling me, you know, he told him every liquor store they passed from from <laughs> where they were at to, Batesville, or from, to, to Cincinnati to tell them to stop. You stop and get him a pint or something. Because the ride, he said the ambulance was just a rough ride, and he said he'd just soon ride in his pickup truck down there. And then he said he got down there. <laughs> what? Uh, love, it. love it. And then he said he got down there, and, and they did a bunch of x-rays and CAT scans. You know how it is. And anyway, in the middle of these x-rays and stuff, they, they, all his shrapnel from Vietnam showed up. And these two doctors, they were, I think Navy, one was a Navy doctor, one was an Army doctor, is what he said. And then they asked him, they said, hey, where did you get that? Was you in Vietnam? You're too old to be any kind of war around here. And he said, oh, yeah, he's, he's the real deal, you know. And uh, <clears throat> so he's got to puff up a little bit while they're – so they're going to put some staples in his head. That's what they tell him. Hey, we're going to staple your head instead of stitches. And we're going to have to give you a local. We're going to have to knock – we're going to have to – I don't think it was knock you out. I think it was we're going to give you some medicine, this, that, and the other. And he said, no, don't give me no medicine. 
because I can't drink when I leave. I'm tough. I don't want to get hooked on nothing. Just, just staple it. And this Navy doctor said, are you effing kidding, old man? And he said, nope, just staple it. It can't be that bad. Look at me. And he shows off his scars, you know. He's got a bunch of scars. So the other doctor said, that's Army Strong there, buddy. So he said, they hit that first staple. You know, it's a stapler, you know. And, and, oh, yeah. and then he said, it kind of hurt. And then the second one hurt. And then the third one here, he said by the fourth one, he started to get tears in his eyes. And the guy, they stopped and said, are you okay? And he said, I'm fine. You want some medicine? He said, nope. And I said, what the hell is that? And he goes, I, after I, after I talked shit to him, there's no way I was going to let him give me no medicine. <laughs> and I said, well, how many, how many did you get? And he goes, 42. Oh. And I said, 42 staples. He said, yep. And he said, I had some tears rolling down my cheeks when they got done. And he said, they stepped back and they said, you're the toughest man we've ever met. And we've worked on Navy SEALs and Green Berets and every kind of kid in the military. And we ain't never seen nobody put up with 42 staples. And then your dad looked at And he's looked at and said, well, if I ever come in here again and you tell you I don't need them, you give them to me, give, give me that medicine anyway. I'm out of my fucking mind. <laughs> I thought he might have looked at him and said, good thing there was a breeze. Nope. Just, <laughs> let's just show how tough we are to some strangers in Cincinnati. Just, <laughs> uh, so imagine the story those, those guys are telling. <laughs> yeah, some senile, pre-senile dementia steps in, and then that's like uh, self-harm, right? <laughs> self-harm that you ain't got to do, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, hey, yeah. I guess uh, I, I hope nobody out there, nobody out there can beat those Father's Day stories. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>